There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. And we certainly appreciate each and every one of you that are listening. We're thankful for the Word of God, thankful for the support that uh, that many of you pray for us, and some of you have sent financial support to help, uh, the new microphone, things like that. We certainly are grateful for all of those things. And I do pray that the Lord will help us on this podcast. I'm not here just to rub people the wrong way, just here to preach the Word of God. Yesterday, we spoke with this matter of meekness. I realize that rubs people the wrong way. But one thing that every child of God here in the United States needs to understand, that you're a child of God first and American second. And you need to obey God. You need to obey what God has for you. And uh, we have this idea that, you know, what a conservative is. And most people have no concept what a biblical conservative is. They're just conservative in their Republican views and in their political views, and they have no concept what it means to be a child of God and to have good conservative values in their home and in their life. It's amazing how many miniskirt-wearing, cigarette-smoking, wine-bibbing people call themselves biblical conservatives and go down to the voting booths, and they vote for conservatives and Republicans, and they carry the guns, and they're anti-gay and anti-abortion. And they think that they're all right with God. They think because they do those things, they're okay with God. And can I say to you, my friend, to be right with God and to understand the scriptures is to know Jesus Christ, to walk with Jesus Christ. And how can two walk together except they be agreed? You can't walk with Christ and disagree with his clothing. You can't walk with Christ and disagree with his standards. You can't walk with Christ and disagree with how he tells you to live. And yet we live in a generation today that folks name the name of Christ and they don't live Christ-like. They live more devilish than anything else. And he said in verse 6 of Matthew chapter 5 here in the Beatitudes, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And folks spend all their time chasing everything else, but hunger and thirsting after righteousness is the only thing that will fill you. And it's a blessing. There is a blessing upon those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And we're in a day when folks, again, they look for everything but righteousness. They're looking for everything except the relief that Jesus Christ gives. And they think that if America would change, that everything else would change. And if their job would change, and if their wife would change, if their culture would change, they'd be happy. No, the only thing that's going to make you happy is to have that peace with God and that walk with God. And happy is the man who the Lord correcteth. And you want to find happiness, let the Lord correct you. Let the Lord change you. And it might be listening to this podcast. You just make the decision. I'm going to change. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. And he says, they shall be filled. Why is he going to fill them? Because they're thirsting after the right thing. They're thirsting after what God wants them to thirst after. Then he says in verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. 
And I don't know about you, friend, but I want to be merciful. God has shown me so much mercy in my life. How could I not want to be merciful to others? How could I not consider others in this matter of mercy? God has shown me great mercy in my life and in my days. God has given me great mercy in my life and in my days. He's a wonderful Savior. And thank God he's been merciful. How could I not be merciful to others? There are folks that are so cruel. They're just so unkind. They see people not like them or people they think they're better than or people that don't do what they want them to do and they think they're a step above them. And what a shame it is. There's no mercy. They're brutal. They're cruel to people with their lips, with their actions, with their attitudes. They're just cruel. Today, if you want to live for God, you better be merciful because you will not obtain mercy unless you too are merciful. And God can be merciful to you. You know, when you go down to the, 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 the doctor and you're having tests run, I want to have been a merciful person. When I go down there and the doctor says, okay, we're to check you out. We seem to have a little problem here and we got to get this looked at and that looked at. I want to know that I have been merciful to others because when it comes time for me to find mercy, I want to thank the Lord. There's times that I've been merciful and I pray that I'm merciful. I pray I continue to be merciful. I pray that you are merciful, showing mercy, extending mercy, just being kind to people, being kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. There are people that can be friendly. There are people that can smile. There are people that can try to be outgoing, but they don't show kindness. Why don't they show kindness? Because there's no mercy. They're cruel people. Marriage is cruel. Children are cruel. The way they treat people is cruel. But he said that the merciful shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It doesn't say pure in their hands. Although you ought to have clean hands. No, he says the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And God wants each of us to be pure in heart. God wants the cleanness of our hearts to come through. And but my friend, if your heart would never be defiled, you young people listening, you homeschoolers listening, don't let the world, don't let the devil, don't let the flesh defile your heart. Keep your heart pure. Keep your Dave Daniel purposed in his heart. He would not defile himself with the king's meat. And there need to be some young people today, just a purpose in their heart. They're not going to defile themselves. They're not going to defile their hearts. They're not going to let, but that's why he said to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life, because in your heart are all those blasphemous things and all those terrible things. We'll talk about that in another podcast coming up soon, but the vileness of your heart, the wickedness of your heart. Yet he said the pure in heart. Why? What are the blessing for the pure in heart? That they shall see God. And my friend, you need God to make your heart pure. There's so many, there's so many that try, and yet just the defilement of their heart, the wretchedness of their heart, but you need a pure heart. And a lot, a lot of folks, I think, look at their heart and they think that it's a good heart. They think it's a good thing. They think their heart is clean. But yet, my friend, it's been so defiled with sin. It's been so ugly with sin. Out of it, and out of it come all the awful things of life. Out of it come all those awful issues we have to deal with out of that wicked heart. He goes on and he says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the children of God. And again, I want to be a peacemaker. I don't want to be a warmonger. I want to be a peacemaker. 
And one of the great joys of this life is to make peace, not only with God, but make peace with your enemies. And God will make your enemies to be at peace with you. There are verses that give us understanding of those things. And you can dwell with your enemies with peace. And you can dwell with those that despise you in peace if you indeed are a peacemaker. But most folks are warmongers. So many church people are warmongers always looking for a strife, always looking for a fight, always looking for a good scrap. And yet he said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And therefore, if you're not making peace, you're not called a child of God. And I, he tells you very explicitly. I said the other day in preaching of the Shingle House area of Pennsylvania, and I made the statement, I said, we are to reconcile sinners to God but most people today are so busy reconciling people with each other, they have no time to reconcile sinners to God. Why? Because people are at war. People are at angst with each other. People are bitter with each other. People have strife. They have variance and envious and all these things, the jealousies of life. And they have no time to make peace with others. But the peacemaker, that one that just says, you know what, I'll make peace. I'll be the peaceful one. I'm not going to strive. I'm not going to cause divisions. I'm not going to cause problems. I just want to be, he said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, if you live in America today, I really doubt you're persecuted for righteousness sake. If your family has shunned you, maybe you're Jewish, you're Amish, you're Roman Catholic, your family has shunned you, there is some persecution. There are persecutions that arise, but most in America are not persecuted for righteousness sake. Let's just be honest about that. And yet the reality is we have those freedoms to not be persecuted. We can go into the church house and preach and live righteously. But he said, if you are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thank God there is a promise. Thank God there is a relief. Thank God there is a comfort for the persecuted church, for those worshiping in secret, those hidden, uh, those churches underground. And I told him just the other day, again, there are churches in North Korea. There are churches in Angola. There are churches in Burma. There are churches in places that you and I could never fathom. There are churches in little Indian villages out in the Amazon and out there in tribal areas and out there in places you and I could never get to. There are churches. I read a book many years ago on the indigenous churches of Japan and how the, the feudal lords over there, they tried to destroy them. The samurai, part of the destruction of the samurai, they would fight for those feudal lords and they would try to destroy the churches, the churches in Japan. But back in about the 1400s, had to go completely underground. And it wasn't until Commodore Perry stepped ashore in Tokyo Bay. And one of the things he had to do in Tokyo Bay, he had to step on a crucifix. I realize that's an icon. I realize that's a graven image. But he had to step on a crucifix to step ashore in Tokyo Bay. And for the first time in some 400 plus years, a foreigner was in Tokyo Bay without being slain, without being killed. And he was allowed to come ashore because he stepped on that crucifix. Now, part of it was also the show of force. When their guns thundered and they shot into the woods and trees were exploding, the Japanese realized they were in trouble. They figured we'd better make peace. And so when Perry sailed in there, he made peace. But for 460 years, the Japanese churches had been underground. They had been hidden. They had been buried. Fast forward to 1947. And you see Mitsuo Fuchida come into uh, being born of God, become a missionary to his own people in the native country of Japan. 
and it began to preach and the, the, the crowds would assemble and folks would fill buildings and they begin to fill auditoriums and finally they begin to fill stadiums to hear this man preach, this hero of Japan preach the gospel to them. It's a far cry of 450 years of hiding, 450 years of being up in the woods. And there are churches that are persecuted. And thank God, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There is a great reward for them. And I believe that so many, even in this day and age and all across this world, martyrs are being slain. Martyrs are being killed for the cause of Christ. I met a lady from Cambodia under the faux pot, and uh, she and her husband had fled Vietnam because of the persecution, and they fled for shelter to Cambodia, and her husband her two sons were taken. She's never seen them since. They disappeared, but I watched as that little old lady was I was preaching the word of God and preaching about blessed are they, and of this exact passage, which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I saw these little feeble hands raised up and tears running down her face, and she just waved her hands in heaven, realizing that the persecution she faced was because God saw that. God saw that persecution before it ever happened. God allowed that persecution in her life and that trouble in her life, but hers is the kingdom of heaven. There's a great reward for those under persecution. And my friend, we ought to pray for the persecuted church. We ought to pray for the persecuted saints. Don't ever put aside the thoughts of those under persecution. Blessed are ye, when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. There is a blessing when those speak evil against us for the sake and the cause of Jesus Christ. There is a blessing when men speak evil of us because of who our Savior is. And he said this, he said, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. They'll accuse you of being everything but what you are. And he said, there's a blessing in that. Don't fight it. Don't have meekness. Don't rise up against that. Just take it for what it is. Take it as a blessing from God. Take it to know that there's a blessing when you can endure false accusation because of Jesus Christ. And he goes on. I'll close out here with chat. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad why you've been persecuted. He said, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. The great reward for the persecuted saint, the great reward, yea, and all that shall live godly in Christ Jesus, he said, shall suffer persecution. So there is persecution in the United States. It's not on a great scale like there is in other nations, but it's for the cause of Christ. The persecution is for living godly. The persecution is how you dress and how you walk and how you talk, and because all those things are attributed to godliness, not your self-will, not a show of the flesh, but when those things become godliness in your life, and you want to please your master, and the fact that you go to church, and the fact that you don't miss church, and the fact that you skip family events, and the fact that your family dresses different, and talks different, and listens different, and it's weird to people, it's strange to people, they can't understand or comprehend it, and there is a persecution with that, but he said there's a great reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which are before you. My friend, if you're not enduring persecution, it's because you're not living godly. He tells you that in the word of God. There's no persecution for the over the word of God and over being a member of one of these cult churches, these churches that live separated, these churches that live holy, these churches that carry a King James Bible. It's because you're not living godly. There's a great persecution today, even for carrying a King James Bible. You're called a simpleton. You're called ignorant. You don't know any different. Educated men scoff. Educated people scoff. Because I say to my friend, there'll be a day when they'll stop scoffing. And they'll see that you had the blessing from God. Because it's a great reward for being persecuted for his namesake. And can I say, my friend, when you hold this King James Bible, you are his namesake. 
You are speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ. You are promoting the word of God, the word of Jesus Christ, the word, heavenly words, the words that God gave us to speak. You're promoting that. And when they persecute you for that, there's a great reward in heaven. And yet so many have turned away. So many have cowed down. So many have just quit. They quit living godly. They quit speaking godly. They quit dressing godly. They quit attending godly churches because they couldn't take the persecution. But if you'll just endure it, and if you'll just take it, let those people speak against you falsely, haste is a great reward in heaven. Why? Because they also persecuted the prophets which were before you. I don't think of myself as being persecuted oft. I don't look at myself as in danger of being stoned or sawn asunder or burned at the stake. But yet the persecution is very real. Friends, family, neighbors, folks around us. The persecution over being a Christian. The persecution over living right. The persecution over carrying the word of God. And my friend, there's a great reward for that. I pray you stay true to the faith. I say, pray that you would stay true to the word of God. Have a great day. Lord will be back tomorrow for the Friday podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption all at night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.